Well, you're on my podcast now, so let's make this as difficult and complicated as we can. What would you say you do here? Have a good time all the time. Who got it better than us? Nobody! What in God's holy name are you blathering about? I'll tell you what I'm blathering about. I've got information, man. Gosh, to be realistic. What do you love about music? Are you being realistic? As the story grows. Welcome back to As the Story Grows. My name is Trav, and with me this week is Corey Brandon from Norma Jean. Corey, how are you? What's up, man? How's it Everyone? going? Good. Man, we'll get this thing off the ground eventually, right? Yeah. <laughs> Flying a lead kite. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Norma Jean. Everybody knows who Norma Jean is. We don't, we, we don't have to go crazy with the whole background and details. And I actually, I actually cheated a little bit, and I heard you talking to the bad Christian guys. And uh, I got a lot of the background on um, how you found the band and everything. But uh, this is just a conversation, man. But I do have a couple questions that I wanted to kind of steer towards. But cool. we're, just, we're just talking here. First and, first and foremost, thanks to your brother, Matt. Um, when, I, when I talked to Matt back when this was Black Final Collective, he sent out this blast Facebook thing of like, hey, everybody, go talk to Trav. And dude, yeah. I, I swear, we got like 12 people lined up out of that. He's, we're totally milking that guy for everything he's worth. Yeah, so. he, he's a he's a good networker, I guess you could. say. He is. He is a good networker. <laughs> he's one of the better ones. Yeah. As soon as, yeah, as, soon I, as the I, last person on the list does my interview, I never have to talk to Matt again. I got what I need. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I listened. To, I listened to that episode too, and it's really awesome. And it was kind of cool for me because I'm his brother, and I didn't even know a lot of that stuff. So it was kind of cool to hear really some you know behind the scenes of you know what my brother was doing. And when we weren't in a band together. Right, right. And, and, that, and that was kind of weird anyway in the first place because when we were kids, you know, growing up, teenagers and playing in the basement, you know, him playing drums, me playing guitar, we thought there's no way we're not ever going to be in a band together forever. <laughs> oh, but that's it was sweet. Actually, yeah, it was actually like pretty short lived and we musically, our tastes kind of went, you know, two different ways. Right. And, and you know, kind of 
had to go off and do our own things. So he, he told us that uh, Esso actually broke up overseas, right? Yeah, he he did say that, um, but it's not technically true. We didn't oh, break up. Oh shit! No, we didn't break look up. what I did now. <laughs> Matt and Arthur quit. Is what happened. I see. And okay. me and Jason actually continued to do Esso Karis. We got. We actually ended up getting two drummers, um, two bass players to replace them. And wow. we, for a while, we had two drummers, two bass players, two guitarists, and two singers. And, and me and Jason, uh, being the vocalists, would face each other on stage, like with the mics kind of. So we always like looked at each other and kind of went back and forth. And it was just a kind of a cool looking thing slash you're telling me at one totally point, changed the sound yeah if i would have seen you guys at the right time there would have been eight people on stage yeah Like two bands I mean, fighting each other the entire time. Basically, like it, we doubled the band. <laughs> oh my god, that's insane! Yeah, it was awesome. You actually. already know there's no money and in we metal. Did. What are you thinking, paying eight people? <laughs> oh, we weren't paying ourselves anything. <laughs> we were going in debt. Right. But uh, we did, you know, we did festivals like that. We did uh, furnace fest like that. We, we, we did. We didn't do like. Now you know what we did do a full tour. We did. We did uh, like a whole like East Coast tour as that uh, version of Esocaris. And we were kind of booking shows on the way as we went through that tour. Um, and I remember that's how like we met like uh, the dudes from Spitfire. And um, right. I met that's when I met Chris Rains for the first time. Who ended and that, up being and he became your drummer for a while. Later. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. he ended up being in Norma Jean later. And um, he actually, uh, we played a show with them at Slacker 77. I don't know if you remember that place but heard of uh, it yeah it's oh you know old venue that it's like uh where, where is that um myrtle beach is where it is oh okay and uh we yeah show with yeah, there yeah, and he, yeah justin justin from narcissist was just on last the episode two episodes ago wait a minute two whatever justin was just telling us about a story about the, how gnarly the place was and how oh, mattresses had stains on them and roaches that were the, the size of your head <laughs> and and, he would, and like he, he would let the, the guy was super nice he was 
but he would let you stay there. And we got stranded there for like three days. And we like ended up stealing, like uh, Chris Rains uh, had broken his finger when we played a show with them there. And we got, they like gave us the rest of their tour, basically like called all the places and said, Hey, we can't come. Um, Esso Karras is going to come in our place, but we stayed there for three days. And yeah, you would wake up to just like, what was that? It just ran across my face. Was oh, no, 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 no. It was disgusting. <laughs> it was right next to the beach. And it was just, it was like, just really dirty. But Gnarl- it was, you know, gnarly. Memories. <laughs> memories. <Yeah. laughs> gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> um, then uh, you um, were actually, you were scheduled to be like the, you were going to, you were going to be the new guy for a living sacrifice. Yeah. And it seems like everywhere where I look, it just says, and that fell apart. And then everybody goes to the next page. And I always wondered yeah. what happened with the living sacrifice <laughs> thing. I mean, I can't pick, nobody could picture, nobody could picture living sacrifice without DJ. And then Bruce came in and then it was like, okay, nobody can picture living sacrifice without Bruce. Mm-hmm. I, I, you actually played guitar for him for a while, correct? Yeah. Um, I filled in for Jason when he left the band. Okay. And then he was in POD for a while. Right. And they actually asked me to join at that time. And I was like, nope, I'm doing Esoteris still. And that's when Matt and Arthur were still in the band. We were still the four piece. And, you know, then that broke up. So after a while, I was doing some other stuff. And I, they got, they had gotten Rocky. And then mm-hmm. he went to Evanescence. Evanescence, was playing, right. playing drums for Evanescence. And I filled in for him then. For uh for living sacrifice then too right and uh but before that there was like a little intermission where where I was going to um no I, it was after it was after Rocky there was a time when I was gonna take over for Bruce and Brian Gray was gonna be the other guitarist the blamed mm-hmm. right 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 and he actually came on tour with us while I was still playing guitar stage left. And Bruce was still in the band, and that was going to be Bruce's technically his last tour. And we had um, tours booked for the rest of the year, right? And I was driving to Little Rock and back, back and forth, you know, in between all that stuff to practice for vocals. Okay. And what? So, so what? Basically, what happened was we we went on that tour in the summer. Um, it was still with Matt and Arthur and me and Bruce and Lance, and that we broke up on that, on that tour, like in the middle of it, pretty much. I think we canceled shows that we were supposed to play. Okay. I remember, I remember just, I don't really know what happened. I just know that, that it was like stressful, um, you know, with, with Bruce leaving and uh, it was, there were some other kind of weird things going on. I don't really know. I think people were just kind of getting tired of it. I remember just being, being at a mall, Lance was driving and I was sitting in the back, like captain's chair or whatever. Right. And he, we started to pull out, like everyone had gotten to the van. We started to pull out of the parking lot and he stopped and he just turned around and he goes, I don't want to do this anymore. And then like turned around and, and we took off and we just went home and that was it. And I was like, okay, because <laughs> we're not doing this anymore. Okay. <laughs> but, but hey, it was meant to be. Because, and, and just to like expand just a little bit more. Go ahead. Um, and I, I, I'm okay with admitting this because I really do feel like it was kind of meant to be in a weird way. Um, I actually couldn't do vocals for Living Sacrifice when I was going to practice. For some 
crazy because I was doing backup vocals already. Okay. For some reason, when we, we would start practicing for me to take over for Bruce, it wasn't there. I just couldn't do it. And I, I even like got kind of scared. I was like, crap, I, lo- I think I lost my voice. Were you playing guitar and vocals or were you just going to be vocals? I, I was going to play guitar and sing. Norma Jean is actually the first band I've ever been in where I didn't play guitar and sing. Right, right, right. First okay. time ever. Um, which, so, yeah, I was playing guitar and I was going to take over vocals and it just wasn't there. It was so weird. Um, and actually, when I ended up uh, going down to Atlanta to, to play with the dudes from Norma Jean for the first time in like 2003, um, uh, I was kind of scared that I didn't have my voice still. Right. But when, when we got to that, when I got to that practice, it was there. It just happened. And huh. it, it, was, it just fit, you know, like it, it was just meant to be. I was, I don't know, like I think that that whole thing just was kind of meant to, yeah. You know, to fall apart like that. And that's why I think people say, you know, it just fell apart because it kind of just did. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing worked. Yeah. Let's chalk it up to divine intervention. (laughs) Yeah. For real. Blame a lot on divine intervention sometimes. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Um, Let's take a sidetrack real quick. I actually meant to open with this. I forgot to. How is your daughter? She's good. She's healed. um, Walking around and stuff. She, she actually was, so sick of the wheelchair. She was in the wheelchair for um, three months, uh, maybe a little over three months. I know that the and accident happened right as I was talking to Matt, because as him and I were corresponding back and forth about which tracks I was going to put in, and he sent some Fears the Driving Force tracks and all that kind of stuff. He yeah. was like, my niece just got banged up in a car accident, and I'm sorry, I'm just not fo- – and I was like, You're, uh, oh, whoa, that's yeah. Corey. Whoa, I kind of like put two and two together. So do you want to tell a little bit about what happened? She was in a bad sure, car accident, yeah. right? Yeah, she, she was in a car accident. She's 21 years old now. She was 20 at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, she just uh, went off the road and flipped her car a few times and oh. got a – you know, she, she was – you know, thank God her, her life was saved, you know. But she crawled out of the car and like, I think she said she remembered she tried to stand up and she just couldn't. Oh my gosh. And she had shattered her, her pelvis in several places. So she crawled out of the car without using the lower half of her body. It was like all army crawl. Yeah, she doesn't. Stuff. Yeah, she kind of, it's all kind of hazy, she said, because wow, sure dude, she probably hit her head a little bit. But um, it miraculously, I mean, we, it's kind of crazy that it, that happened, you know. But, you know, she didn't have any other injuries at all. That was it. It was her. I mean, it's still a crazy injury, but like, sure, you know, like could have been nothing, a lot of other internal, things. nothing bad. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter yeah. of time to heal up, but nothing permanent. She's not dragging anything permanent around with her. Yeah, well, they no, I don't know. Not at all. And she, she they, flew her, they flew her to Little Rock um, on a plane and uh, she was in ICU for like two weeks. I was there the whole time. Then we were still in the hospital for another week and she was in a wheelchair for three months and oh. she, she she was home and we you know took care of her pretty much hand and foot for three months um luckily i didn't have any tours booked at all or anything like that so i was able to be home for her you know um how'd you like to be strapped into a wheelchair for three months when you were 21 oh my god <laughs> yeah and towards the end when she was more a little more independent we had a tour and stuff but uh yeah she's she's back up being a 21-year-old that thinks she knows everything. Ah, right. <laughs> right. All right. A little three-month Back, back to being a kid. Lap. Yeah, right. Good. 
<laughs> Although sarcastic wise ass came back. That's going to be yeah. that, right? <laughs> yeah. Dude, she got out of that wheelchair. She was like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Now I got 90 days to make up for her. So <laughs> they don't even stick her. <laughs> your way to norma jean and everybody knows how that went down your first album was uh aftermath and uh you guys are about to embark on a 10-year anniversary tour right yeah we're it starts uh september 17th and uh i think the first show is in birmingham it's a full u.s tour two canada dates um all the way to october 25th so a little over a month right on yeah it's gonna be sick and um actually tomorrow we're announcing the full lineup um, I guess uh, this is probably being posted some other time. So for people yeah, this won't be up this, tomorrow. So yeah, yeah. So for people hearing this, um, then the full lineup, I can just go ahead and say you can, and I promise it won't go out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the full lineup. Hang on. Let me get my Twitter account up. Hold on, real quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's gonna be us, sixty eight, uh, which is Josh uh, Scoggins' new band, and mm-hmm. uh, Sleep Wave, which is uh, Spencer Chamberlain from Under Oath's new band. Oh, okay. And uh, the ongoing concept, which is a sick, uh, pretty new band on Solid State Records, and our friends Bellhaven from Australia. Bellhaven, okay, cool. Yeah, S- super sick lineup, and we're going to be playing Oh God, the Aftermath in its, in its entirety, including B sides. Now, did yeah. you ever play? Have you ever played every single song from Aftermath? Or is no? In, in other words, so this is the first time that you're going to be playing a handful of stuff, right? Yeah, th- there are some some songs in this set that we have never, ever, ever played live ever. You stoked? Even in ten years? Oh, yeah, I'm super stoked. I think it's awesome. going to be it's going to cool. be a lot of fun. It, it's kind of it's kind of nice to just not even think about like trying to fit songs from six records into a set. It's just we're just going to play this one record and we're good to go. And and if anyone was a fan of that just that record you know you come you're that's what you're getting you know what you're getting right so it's kind of cool like to relax and it does it has a weird it has, yeah. a, it has a cool vibe to it when you go see some of the bands that you can you can kind of wax nostalgic a little bit and watch them play an entire album you know which song's coming next there's no surprise they're not gonna yeah. start it a little different and try to trick you or that kind of thing it's like track three is ending i know track four is starting here we yeah. go you know, like yeah yeah and for the most part we are going to try to play it in order uh, but we're, we're going to mix a couple of things up. Um, but 
I, I don't want to kind of give that away. It, it, okay. There's, right. there's going to be some different stuff in this set. It's going to be really cool. Great, man. That's cool. Can you yeah. believe you've been at, you've been hacking away at this for 10 years? Then Dude, it, you're already doing an anniversary, an anniversary yeah. tour? <laughs> Dude, it's insane, man. Like 10 years? You got to be kidding me. I can't believe it. Right, right, right. And I've, you know, and I've been doing the band technically for 11, almost 12 years. Okay. I, I, a lot of people don't know, but I toured Bless the Martyr, Kiss the Child. Um, I didn't that, know that. <clears throat> that record came out and um, I was actually there. We were, we were really, again, um, Esoteric dudes and the Norma Jean at that time mm -hmm. uh, were really close friends. So I was actually there the day Josh quit and that that record hadn't even come out yet it was okay. about, it was about to come out but okay. they were already kind of playing those songs and it came out and he was you know they, they had a uh fill in for a little bit brad and brad right. i joined after after that and toured that I think, cycle for I think like my a couple band years played, i think my band played with brad somewhere in pennsylvania it would have been mm -hmm. late 2002 so were you in yet at that point no not yet then I never met you. I was trying to figure that out with one of my bandmates. And I was like, Did, when we played with, which one was it? He was like, I don't think so. I think we missed Corey by like four months <laughs> or something. And I was like, all right, whatever. Yeah. yeah, I think he I think he filled in for a year and a half or uh, almost two years. Uh, I'm pretty certain it was like a year and a half. Okay. It was longer and, than four months. And I, I joined at the end of 2003. Right. And that was the um going back to the bad Christian thing. That was like uh in between bands you pretty much hung it up i'm done my musical stuff is over i'll just do side project stuff and walk the work pretty much phone yeah. Call, right? yeah yeah i was a single parent with two kids living in my mom's basement mm -hmm. no car um i had been looking for a job that i could stand you know to work for a while i didn't want to work in restaurants anymore or anything like that and yeah, any, yeah. any band member knows like if you want to be in a band the best place to work is in a restaurant right they'll, they'll they're kind of a little more lenient and you can actually make pretty good money when you're home and if they're not leaning you can just walk out and i'll just go to olive garden when i get a pack exactly. <laughs> right. i worked at every restaurant in fort smith arkansas every single one of them dude yeah i already so, have yeah. a white collared shirt and a black apron i'm good it doesn't matter yeah 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 <laughs> yeah I, I i have worked at a bank before that and i just i didn't like that at all that was a little too uh i don't know what the word is but just too serious and you know Oh, going up to the ninth floor kind of stuff. You know, like I wasn't into that. So I, I, I didn't work there for, uh, I think I, I only worked there for about a year. Mm -hmm. Then I had a graphic design job that was right down the street from my mom's house, 10 minute walk. And I, I again, single parent living with my mom. And yeah, I just walked to work every day. And I was still trying to do this other band called Use This Fire. Okay. And just kind of like seeing what would happen there is more of a rock and roll kind of project um there's not really any much music out there that people can find okay but uh yeah i i got to where i kind of just liked it i liked walking to work and and coming home and you know and i liked that job mm -hmm. so i was just like you know what i i'm just gonna do this uh, i was a graphic you know graphic designer at a print shop and i thought it was sick so and, know, that, that, and and then speaking of divine intervention that pretty much led you to what you're doing now you have your own business right yeah, yeah. So it's For called sure. uh, it's called Unwork. Yeah, Unwork. Tell Pretty much everything that. I do I, is under the uh, uh, Unwork title. Okay. Um, that's um, you know my I have a, uh, built a studio in, in my backyard. 
um, this past year. That's mm-hmm. pretty much the big project that I've been doing at home. Um, my, a wife, my wife and I had bought this house a year ago and we've been building the studio and it's Unwork Studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I do graphic design and we offer print. Um, I don't own a print shop or anything like that, but I do have the ability to print through friends. So gotcha. I just, I basically, I do design work and people are like, okay, cool. So can I make an order? And I'm like, no, <laughs> take it somewhere else. Right. <laughs> and I got to the point where I was like, I got to find some way to like get these people print because it's just going to be, I'll just make it all in one kind of thing. So Sub yeah, it un- out, man. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Unwork is, is, is kind of, you know, the studio, um, my music endeavors and uh, graphic design is kind of everything that I do. I just call it Unwork. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's like your, that's like your, uh, your umbrella for everything that you're doing. Pretty much, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Speak, speaking of, um, I was going to say, I almost said label, but that would have been the wrong terminology. But I, I also wanted to ask you, um, what exactly stemmed the, the separation from solid state to go to razor and tie? And so I feel like an interviewer now. Yeah. Sub yeah. question. Um, <laughs> I think razor and tie is a really interesting choice. And I, and I, I'm curious yeah. as to why, like I, I, I recognized razor and tie as the ones who reissue a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of razor and tie was like that's what they were. Yeah. The so time. then then yeah. when 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 I saw that you know I knew Norma Jean left Solid State, I just wasn't paying attention. They went to another label. Okay, I just assumed it was yeah. Pick a label we've all heard of, and I saw razor and tie, and I was like, yeah, you're kidding me. So can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. Um, kind of going back to that, just so I can finish that one little part of the story. Basically, I when I finally decided that I liked working where I was working, that's when I got the call to be in Norma Jean. So randomly right. enough um i was like oh cool finally find a job that i actually like and i'm gonna go be in a band full-time and i've been doing it ever since awesome but yeah so, like when we when i joined the band we were on solid state records it was already right. um it's like here start writing oh god the aftermath now right away so as soon as i joined we started writing and and for, uh, we, you know as far as like switching from solid state to to razor and tie it, it wasn't anything huge it was just that we became free agents. The, our contract was up. We did, um, you know, I think we had four records that we had to do with them. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it, it, it ended and we, we looked for offers everywhere. We, sure. Okay. You know, like, uh, uh, you know, we just kind of said, well, we don't have to re-sign with Solid State. Like if they want to send us an offer. Cool. And we just went with who we thought was the best and Razor and Ty was those people at the time. Um, now it's kind of totally different people there, but, and they're all still really cool. But, uh, those guys were just so excited to sign a band. Um, and they're what they weren't really signing bands. It was just, um, when we signed with razor and tie, it was just us. And, um, um, God, what's the name of that band? I can't remember. Uh Oh, great. Here we go. Mm It's, uh, I can't remember. It's so weird. It's okay. But there was only two bands. Two. And okay. Two, uh, um, that was it. And then at, they started signing bands a lot more after that. But they were just excited to have us, and they were excited for what we wanted to do, and um, we just felt really good about it. And yeah, we did. We did Meridional, and we did Wrongdoers with uh, Razor and Tie. But at one point, you had to sit that. Now, now, forgive my ignorance, because I'm not. I'm, I've never been on big labels or anything but at one point somebody in norma jean had to raise their hand and go hang on a minute you guys have been like reissue 
re, the the reissue <laughs> label. What 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 is it about their new direction or them deciding to sign you guys and whoever this other band was? Was it just like wow, they're totally on fire? They want to do this, I, you know? Or was it like we're going in a new direction and you're the vision that we have for it? Or was it just yeah? I mean, like that's like, pretty, that's that's pretty much it. Like they they came to Atlanta and visited with us. They flew down there just to meet with us. Okay, and um and they were just so they were just really excited for Norma Jean. They were huge fans, and they they told us, yeah, we want to start putting out bands that we're that we're really into because they, they were already basically, I think their biggest moneymaker was kids bop. And sure. if you see, if you see those commercials on TV at, at the very end, look down, you'll see razor and tie records for crying out loud. I've bought like six yeah. or seven of them myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you have kids, you're going to know what kids bop is. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, and that's they. I think that's you know they had make they were making money off stuff like that and like monster ballads and they were that's what they were. Yep, I out. bought that one too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like uh, they got another one called something country. There's a bunch of country, and they just you know they put all those things and and they you know were making money off that and they were I think as an office of people you know and fans of music they I think they just said like we got let's let's sign some bands that we right. like right on and, and use this, you know, uh, you know, money that we're making and put out records that we just enjoy. And, you know, I, I think it was just kind of a more of a fun, like thing for them, you know, to take on and cool. kind of changed their course for a while. So, uh, you know, and now at this point they've signed a ton of bands, right? <laughs> now, so, now, they're, yeah. now they're on the map. Definitely. Yeah. They're, they've signed tons of bands now, but we were one of the first bands that they took on. Well, awesome. that's got to be kind of cool to you that can other band that I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're not important. I'm not talking to them. But um, yeah, that that's pretty cool to be kind of on the kind of on the ground floor of the new direction for an entire label. Yeah, pretty and it, that that's that was kind of you know what excited us about it too. We were like, this is going to be cool. Like they're so they're so excited to to have Norma Jean and, and to put out records. And I'm just and surprised. I guess where I'm going that's is what we wanted. I'm surprised that. Razor and Tie, that was known for Monster Ballads, which is already popular, and yeah. Kids Bop, which is already popular. And then this, they decide they want to go after bands. Yeah, huge, like stupid television commercial huge. Like um, number one records. Yeah, like, you're they right. They debut you're at right. number one and stuff with those. It's you're insane. right. They have like 19 kids singing a Rihanna song under my yeah. <laughs> or whatever. And then when they decide they want to go in a new direction, you would assume they're going to go after you know, with all due respect to you and the, and the gentleman in Norma Jean, pop music. Yeah, you would think <laughs> like, so. Norma Jean, I don't picture you guys in a car commercial, nothing personal, you know what I mean? So I was a little surprised when I saw Razor and Tie, I was like, hang on a minute, man, that doesn't make any sense. But that's pretty neat that you guys were kind of yeah. early on like you were. They were heavy music fans. They were they were Norma Jean fans is what they were. They, right on. All of them, they, they were so excited and stoked. And that made us so excited and stoked. Yeah. And that's what we were looking for. We wanted that, like, these guys are passionate about what they do and they're going to mm-hmm. put out our records. 
and be excited about it. And I think that kind of refreshing, like take on it is what we, we just, we were like all, you know, like all ears. Like, okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Done with my blood. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't like a, a, a subcategory of Christian metal, blah, blah, blah. It was just, we love Norma Jean yeah. here go music. It had nothing to do with like uh, you're going to be our metal band, and then we're going to get our punk band, and we're going to. It was just they they dug you guys, so that's pretty neat. Yeah. I like and, that. and to finalize that, we're actually free agents again. We're we're no longer on razor and tie. We're we're labelless right now. We're but we're about to not be. I'm just I just can't say anything about it yet. But got it. Got we're it. Got going it. To be making an announcement that uh, with our new label, and we're already writing the new record right now so so you're not you're not label list you're already on a label just nobody knows who it is yet no we're, we haven't i haven't signed anything yet we're, haven't signed it okay we're free agents right now we could release our own record if we wanted to did you guys decide what you did you guys decide what label you want to go to or yeah we're we're really close okay uh, all right that's what i can say like really super close and it's gonna be sick super stoked. i believe it i believe it yeah Good for you, man. So tell me about tell me about the new album. I know you're, you've been tweeting out how excited you are about some of the lyrics, and yeah, uh, you you actually covered. Uh, um, sounds like you're getting you're kind of getting a little bit more personal, abusive relationship lyrics and that kind of thing. Yeah. And what's, uh, what's yeah. going on? Yeah, we we uh, we have been trying to write this entire year. We actually tried to start writing in January. Hmm. And we're like, yeah, this is it. We're going to start writing in January. We're not doing any tours. And then, bam, we got a tour offer to do this branded tour. Um, and we did. We went out in March and did that. And we're like, okay, well, we'll just we'll push it back to April. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we got a tour offer for Australia. And we're like, okay, great, cool. We're going to go to Australia now. Do that. We're, and then we were like, okay, that's it. Like, I don't care what happens unless, like, the best tour offer ever comes through, like, to support some crazy band for the summer we are not doing anything we are taking off the summer and writing this dang record it has to happen right so that and that, that's what we did we took off the summer which is we've never ever done in this the lifetime of me being in this band it's my first summer off since 2004 <laughs> so I, i'm actually excited and, and you know the guys uh two of the guys live in salt lake city so you know they just fly in to my house we, we've just been writing sporadically throughout throughout the summer and we pretty much finished this record like in that time since uh, May. So um, that's pretty much what we've been doing this whole summer. Yeah. And then we're doing this, Oh God, the aftermath tour, which is, you know, kind of uh, easy, you know, kind of free sure. flow in- interim kind of, yeah, not, not uh, musically new. Yeah. You, you already know, know it. Right. Right. And right. then uh, we hit the studio in, uh, you know, January. Next cool. Year. Very good. Two guys live in Salt Lake. I didn't know that. Yeah. Are you um, still? You're still in. I I'm still, in Arkansas. Yeah. When you called me, I saw I, the name of the town popped up. I can't remember what it said. Um, you're in Arkansas. Two guys in yeah. Salt Lake. Where are the other guys? Um, and there are other two guys here are here in Arkansas as well. Okay. All right. We we um a, a few years ago, um we actually just moved the band from Atlanta to to kind of. Uh, where I live here in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, if for if any reason at all, because it was going to be way cheaper, and, and no one was living technically in the city anymore. Right. Um, Chris was living outside the city. He didn't even like going to Atlanta. 
Um, I was driving 10 and a half hours to get to Atlanta to practice. And so we were just like, you know, yuck. A really? free pra- I was like, you know, we have a free practice space where I live, um, which is actually at the time Matt's house in his garage. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> um, and, you know, I was like, let's just move the band there. And everyone was kind of, you know, way down for it. And, you know, kind of a new, and, and that's, it's just a place to practice. How um, often, how often were you going 10, were you driving 10 and a half hours? Oh yeah. How often? I, 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 I well, I used to fly, yeah. but I got, I got sick of not having my car not being able to do anything I wanted right. when okay. I was in Atlanta. So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to drive. It's 10 and a half hours. That's nothing to, uh, you know, a seasoned touring musician, like 10 and a sure. half hours. Fine. Sure. You know, I just go to Memphis, cut down to Birmingham, go to Atlanta. It's super easy. And I kind of like the drive. Um, the alone time and, you know, listen to coast to coast AM and stuff. Right. Like right, right. being in the car alone. I actually didn't mind it at all. It was, I, it was kind of fun. Nice. I mean, yeah. I, I like looked forward to it. 10 and a half is a, that's a, that's a large chunk. But like you said, you yeah. guys are doing that in between. You guys are doing that on almost a daily oh, basis yeah. sometimes. That's, right? the, the, it's like, that was, that's, a, that's a longer drive on a tour. Right. 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 Gotcha. So what about, um, Matt, Matt asked me to ask you a question. <laughs> oh Yeah. Yeah, about the cool. uh, about the new album and writing and being excited about the lyrics and everything. Um, he asked if you could uh, tell a little bit about some of the working titles of the songs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, our our working titles get ridiculous with that. That's what he titles. said. Yeah, yeah. It, it's we. I still have all the boards. We have dry erase dry erase boards, and I still have all of them from Oh God, the aftermath. And uh, oh, my dog is coming up to me. Hey, buddy. That's all right. <laughs> we allow we allow um, dogs we allow dogs on the show yeah he's cool um what kind of dog let me see him yeah all right he's the german shepherd oh right on he's awesome he's beautiful <laughs> yeah he's awesome he's, he's one of my favorite dudes ever but uh yeah we you know when you're writing a record you got to call songs something so you can refer to them like mm-hmm. oh we need to work on you know so and so yeah the new one only works until you write the next song and now (laughs) now it's the newer newer the other new one yeah you can't do that and 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 sometimes those names stick and or like we don't learn the real titles we have to make ourselves learn the real real titles. so even on on set list you'll see working titles as far back as bless the martyr kiss the child on right 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 right. just so because that's what we know it as you know we don't want to write uh, creating something out of nothing only to destroy it on a <laughs> on a set right. list. We just right. call it Jeff, which is spelled G E O F F because it's a funny way to spell Jeff. That's the old uh, old working title. But on the new one, uh, working titles. Uh, gosh, they're so stupid. Buckle up for pregnancy <laughs> is one of them. Uh, drunk driving on the moon. Sure, you know, I love that one. Drunk driving on the moon. That would be kind of sick. Uh, and and it's legal there. I'm pretty sure you can you can drink and drive on the moon, right? I never heard you can't. So yeah, I, I mean, I mean, yeah. I th- I kind of I have some questions about space and rules, like what you can actually do up there. Like, can I go up there and like, you know, get frisky with one of the other astronauts and they can't do anything about it? I don't know. Like, what are the rules in space? Nobody. I'm knows. gonna say I'm. You know what? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say you're allowed to do whatever you want because there are there are maritime laws. If you, I think if you get seven miles off the shore 14 miles offshore or something like that dude it's pirate land like there's no there's no law out there you know yeah so it, it, that's on that planet 
So right. I'm, wondering, I'm wondering in space, like, you, you, if you come back and like, oh, yeah, I murdered one of the other astronauts while I was up there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're know, like, well, we were on the moon. <laughs> I don't know. We were on Mars. And I killed him, and he, he was really annoying. <laughs> you know? I understand I that murder is wrong here on Earth, <laughs> but we've recently found Earth 2, and uh, I yeah. hated that guy, so I choked him to death. Hey, but, you know, I was the first person on Mars, and I started making rules, and one of the first <laughs> rules I made was murder is okay. <laughs> Careful you weren't there. You <laughs> yeah. Careful. The, that one astronaut that was at a Norma Jean show that didn't get an autograph. You're like, oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they had to sign like crazy contracts, though. I don't know. We're getting way off. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. It doesn't but... matter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, like a crazy contract. Like, you will not, I will not kill the other astronauts. <laughs> even, <laughs> though, <laughs> even though there's no law in space <laughs> saying that I can't. Right. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on the moon, buckle up for pregnancy. Buckle up for pregnancy. There's some that I kind of can't, I don't want to say because it's just really vulgar, but. That's fine. Uh, other than that, Heavy Randy is another one. That sounds uh, kinky. Yeah. <laughs> heavy Randy. And <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm kind of drawing a blank now. Uh, oh, Spadoinkle mode. I don't know what that means. Spadoinkle no. mode. Spadoinkle mode. Can you spell that out? <laughs> I'm dead serious. I might call your I might call your episode Spadoinkle mode. Okay. S P A D O I N K L E. Spadoinkle. Spadoinkle. Spelling spelling bee. <laughs> Spadoinkle. S P mode. Can you use it in a sentence? No. No, I cannot use Spadoinkle in a sentence. <laughs> what's really, what's really the, I think the funniest thing about the working titles is that they're eventually going to be about something super serious <laughs> that we take very seriously. And uh, that for that song, for instance, and every time we have to talk about them, it's like we're trying to write these serious songs and we're like, oh, yeah, we got to work on the chorus on uh, Spadoinkle mode. I just I just glued, just I just glued a couple of your tweet, a couple of your tweets together with what you just said. I cannot wait to hear you from the stage in front of people say this next song is about abusive relationships, <laughs> mental, <laughs> mental and physical abuse. And uh, this song is called Spadoinkle mode. I just, I just yeah. that'll make my day. <laughs> yeah um it, but yeah eventually they'll be about something you know really serious and there'll be a, a real title but in the back of our heads we're always gonna know that song used to be called buckle up for pregnancy <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's hilarious uh, yeah all right so let's talk about side projects you're a busy dude uh you have uh you have on work going on which sounds like it's it's the umbrella for all your for everything that you're doing but you're in like a ton of bands like norma jean is a Norma Jean's your bread and butter, but you're also doing Fear. I can't read my own writing. Um, your fear driving is force. driving force with Matt, with your brother.
you have an alt country thing going? He said. Um. Yeah. We're. Um. It's kind of. It's kind of a weird story, but. I'm a basically when it comes down to it, I love heavy music. I like writing heavy music, okay. but I'm still just a songwriter. Okay. You know, other song, I other song ideas come to me. I can't help it. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. a a thing that happens in my brain. I just kind of go with it. Okay. So I've actually I've written full pop songs and that are never going to see the light of day. Um, just but but you got Razor and Tie in your back pocket. They're in there. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, Razor and Tie call. When I'm older, I can uh, be a ghostwriter and sell them or something. But right, right on. now, yeah, yeah, do it. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I'm a huge country fan, and I thought, hey, really, I love country music. I love it. I guess I'm from I Arkansas, guess, man. <laughs> I guess I'm just gonna say that's. I guess that's stupid coming from Arkansas. Yeah, it's required, isn't it? We're, we're all, all all this the southern bass dudes in this band, which is most of Norma Jean, are country fans. Like, okay, all right, we we love country in the south, so. You like country, like old school Waylon Jennings country, or oh, yeah. are you guys like Carrie Underwood fans? Oh uh, no, I, yeah, definitely like older stuff, like okay. Hank right. Junior, even though and sure, uh, I, newer stuff that we we do like some newer stuff like uh, um, Jamie Johnson, which I guess you can't say he's new, but like he's putting out new stuff still and. Right. Uh, oh man, what a great songwriter that guy is. I'm fascinated by that. I don't follow country at all. The only country singers I know about are the ones that my kids talk about when they're watching American Idol. But yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm blown away as to like if you're ever curious where the state of country music is at, go yeah. look at the top 15 grossing tours of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, like nine of them are country artists and I'm like the one the one that stuck out to me one year, my last name is Turner and uh-huh. I named my oldest son Josh. There's a Josh uh, Turner out there who like ruled oh, really? the planet one year. He tore like he's like a huge. That's country what I was singer. gonna say. Like it's it's international. It's it's worldwide. Yeah, it's not- I was coming home from a show in Philly, and there was a billboard on on um on um on the uh, on the Schuylkill, uh of Josh Turner. <laughs> we were driving. Yeah. I double take, and I was like, "No kidding, that was weird." And uh, I didn't even know who the dude was. It's huge. You know, it's huge. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm really into the pop country new stuff. Like, I don't even know who that guy is. I'm sure he's. <laughs> yeah. But uh, well, it's yeah, not my kid. We, we like Hank, Hank, Hank yeah. Junior. Uh, all the Hanks, all the way to Hank three, and um, celebrate all the Hanks. Yeah, like uh, all three of them. They're all good to me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, I thought, hey, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna try writing some country songs. Okay. And it seemed like one of those things, like, okay, cool, four chords, let's go. We're, let's do some lyrics. And uh, what came out though was not what I expected. Like in my head, it sounded like a country song, but once you start playing it, it, it I can't help it, but make it, you know, it was, ended up being just really dark sounding. It had this, you know, kind of dark undertones and notes and minor notes that, uh, so it's really different. I, so I, could, I couldn't call it country. And I was like, well, I still like these songs. So I'm going to do them. So me and Matt have been getting together and or we just started recently actually. But I, what's, we, that, have, what's that group have, called? Um, uh, I haven't, um, completely named it yet. Um, I have like half the name. Proper answer is Spadoinkle Mode. (laughs) Uh, it is called Spadoinkle Mode. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I have an exclusive. Finally, I'm done. Hang up the phone. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I have, I have half the name. Um, but, uh, that reminds me of, um, just the way you described it and and not hearing anything, not a note of it. 
The way you described it reminds me of Woven Hand. You ever listen to them? Um, yeah, um, our uh, original drummer Daniel liked Woven Hand. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see. I can kind of see that a little bit. It's um, it's a little more. Uh, um, it, it's that it's dark in that sense, mm -hmm. but it's it's. Um, a little more upbeat, I guess you could say. Yeah, woven hand gets it's, 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 it. What we what we were doing is a little more rock and roll. So, but it's okay, all right. Country elements to it. I don't really know how to explain it honestly. I, I don't even know if it's a, a style of music yet. But. Well, the direction I was going with this was before Woven Hand became Woven Hand. Um, that guy started a band called Sixteen Horsepower. Yep, I know that. Mm -hmm. I was think, I was going to say if you never heard that, you should check that out. That yeah, sounds like it might be up your alley. Yeah, yeah, they're rad. They're rad for sure. And then you got. Um, something going on in Canada and a yeah. secret project. That's the secret project, the Canada oh, thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. All right. No, it's okay. It, it, uh, that's already kind of been, uh, you know, leaked a little bit, but. Uh, what well, can you tell we, me about it? Well, we're, I can't tell you anything about it. We're about to announce that very, very soon. Um, the songs are complete. I actually did vocals on them last week in, in, in their entirety. Okay. Um, some guitar work is being done, uh, drums and guitar stuff are being done this week, some more of that work, and then it's being mixed in a couple of weeks, and then we're going to release some music and the the whole thing. So it's going to be super sick. Is it like members of other bands that we yes. would know? Yes. Okay. Is 100%. it heavy? Can you give us a yeah. hint? It's heavy, but it has a melodic... Um, uh, it's all... Uh, you know, singing based. Okay. You know, more, vo uh, what's the word? Like clean. I don't want to say clean cause it's not really. Okay. Oh, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just heavy rock and roll, but, gotcha. uh, okay. Um, very, you know, kind of, of course I can't, uh, I can't stay away from like a dark undertone. So that definitely has like very dark minor notes, right. Kind of, uh, uh draggy kind of, um, uh, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but mm. yeah, that very soon we'll be announcing that. That's going to be really cool. Right so on. This year alone is going to be a really busy one musically. You are a busy dude. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm a, kind of, I kind of, I'm kind of addicted to being busy. Like, I know if how I'm not feels. doing something and, and, and I think, uh, and that's kind of why it was kind of hard to get this schedule. And I apologize for that. No, no worries. But it's just, it's been a crazy summer and, um, doing three projects, you know, and then, then still, you know, you got a wife and kids and stuff, which actually this is perfect. Cause I'm actually home alone right now. My wife is out of town. It's just me and the dog. Nice. It's, it's kind of rad. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But I already miss her. I'm such a baby. Like I go on tour for, you know, months out of the year and she's like home and doing, you know, being so awesome uh, and amazing. Mm -hmm. And she's, you know, very supportive of everything that I do and all the uh, other musical projects that I want to take on, you know, flying to Canada to do that other project in between tours and stuff. And but she leaves for two days and I'm like, well, <laughs> <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> I'm such a baby. She's so much tougher than I am is when it comes to that stuff. They are. They are tougher. than. Yeah, she's been gone for one day. Not even yeah, one day. And I'm just. I'm slowly turning into a wreck. So. <laughs> I'm hungry and I can't open any of the cans. Yeah, I don't know what to no. do. She, she actually went out and bought me like a bunch of food before she left. She's like, I just, I'm afraid that you're not going to eat if I don't. 
does she have like like all the meals like she's post-it notes like monday <laughs> breakfast monday lunch <laughs> told me what she had she's like i got you this pizza and this, all easy to do and uh uh she's so awesome and she's the best her name that's is that's hilarious I, I met her in north carolina she was a photographer at a norma jean show uh -huh. um, played charlotte north carolina and i was just kind of looking at her like from the stage like probably messed up some words so i was like whoa who is that <laughs> right meet her after the show and yeah she's uh she was really cool we talked for a long time and well she, tell well no now that you, now that you opened up that can of worms how did yeah. how does how does the lead singer of norma jean who spots a photographer taking pictures of you yeah what, how, do you, how do you open that up after the show you're a complete sweaty panting mess but you oh were, yeah were you all like hey baby what's going on you know yeah. like how'd that go i was actually super nervous and um we were I, I had, oh man, what did I do? I, I think I found her on MySpace at the time is what My I did. MySpace. <laughs> oh. I found her on MySpace and, and hit her up and, or something, or she hit me up. I, it, kinda, it was a mutual thing. There was a spark there, um, I guess you could say. And she was actually on a date that night too, but she was, she's a professional photographer, uh, UNC graduate. And she was taking pictures of the show, but she was also kind of on a date. And I, her date ditched her like found another girl at the show and went home and took her home and left her there. And then her phone got stolen. So I'm, we're on the bus in the back, you know, hanging out, like, you know, waiting for a bus call to leave and stuff. And I was hungry. You know, I remember just being hungry. I'm always hungry after every show, just and all that energy, you know, mm -hmm. and we hear a knock on the door and it's her. And I was like, Oh, Hey. And she's like, I got, ditched here and my phone is stolen and i need to call my friend i was like uh can i use your phone <laughs> and i was like yeah you can use my phone if you take me to wendy's <laughs> nice <laughs> and that's pretty much what i like she she drove me to wendy's i let her use and, and i'm like her her phone had got stolen by some dude and he like and so like we went and got it back from him like and he had already like loaded like naked pictures of girls on it and stuff. Like he was just some dude in a trailer park. Like, you have to tell me that story. Yeah, you have and, to tell me. And so okay, wait, wait, wait. We got so you're at Wendy's. You're at Wendy's. You're eating your. You're mm -hmm. dipping your French fries in your frosty. Yeah, it's amazing, right? Yeah. <laughs> you call her phone from your phone. Yeah, we uh, we called her phone, and I was like, hey. Where'd you get this phone? He's like, uh, no, I don't speak English. I'm like, yeah, you do. I don't care. Like, where are you? And like, so I just called and like harassed this dude. He's like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I'll just come here and you can get it. And like, we went and got her phone and um, like, it was already porn on it. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and like, it's been like what, three hours? And you already got porn on the phone? Like, geez, dude. So yeah, we got her phone back and, you know, saved the day. I was like her hero that day. And she was mine in, in a way too, took, took me to Wendy's. And yeah, that, that was it. And then she graduated from UNC. Um, uh, she had, you know, a degree in uh, photojournalism, okay. um, a journalist degree, and she put out, uh, you know, what, what is it? Uh, I've never done one of these, so I don't know what they're called. You know, uh, applications, uh, but the real ones, professional ones, <laughs> to okay. jobs all, all, all around the United States. And resumes? Resumes. <laughs> put a resume out there, um, and she got These it. freaking musicians, my God. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> for 12 years i don't i don't know anything uh, 
awesome. <laughs> but uh, she got her, uh, the job offer she got was in Arkansas, not here where I live, but about two and a half hours, three hours away. Okay. And so she, all of a sudden she was in Arkansas and. Were you in touch with her this whole time? Yeah, we were talking and we were friends. And then when, you know, when we would go through on tour, I would see her and we would hang out and stuff and, you know, kind of, you know, whatever, just, we were <laughs> friends. We were just really close friends. We weren't right. dating or anything. Right. And, uh, but we liked each other. We knew we liked each other and stuff, but uh, yeah, when she came to Arkansas, I was like, okay, this, this is cool. Like let's, and we started dating. So I started going to, uh, actually I should reverse that. She started to come visit me here. I didn't really drive to see her as much. Mm-hmm. She, de- she definitely dedicated herself to, to her job and then coming here when, you know, in between and stuff. And yeah, that was it. And we got married two years ago. Right on. Look yeah. at that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, it's weird how that happens, but you know, I mean, you're in a band and you, you know, meet a photographer at a show that's it now that's a cool story <laughs> that's a cool story and i'm glad we went down that path that's yeah for cool. sure it's, it's definitely cool and she's definitely a huge part of, of what i do i couldn't do any of this anything with norma jean or mm-hmm. the other two projects three four projects that i'm doing and you know the studio now that we've built in the backyard she's a huge part of 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 all that you know she sounds she sounds like a she sounds like a catch. Good job. She's, yeah, I did a good job. I, I don't know why she's with me at all. That's weird. Way to pay attention. If you would if you would if you would have wandered to the other side of the stage and screamed at some other dude on the other side, we might not be having this conversation right now at all. Yeah, yeah. No, That's yeah. pretty cool. For sure. All right, man. I got I got one more thing for you. And then if okay. you babble on about something else, it, the, the floor is yours. But sounds good. Um somebody here on the Twitters for the for the podcast, his name is Seth, Seth Hansen. Um, okay. I put, I put it out there that, uh, I might be talking to Corey. What, what, what would you ask him if you had a chance to talk to him? And, um, he wants to know what spadoinkle mode is. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> he said, uh, I, I always love to hear an artist rank their albums and the thought process as to why, because sometimes it isn't always about success. Um, mm-hmm. that's kind of a big question, but yeah, I mean, well, you don't have to rank them all. Cause I know the, stu- the album you're working on is number seven. I think. Yeah, this is the seventh record for Norma Jean. If you yeah. can rank all seven of them, cool. But if not, like, tell, like, can you kind of, kind of do that for us? That is hard to do. Hold on. I, I dropped something. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I did. It was a big fuzz. It's okay. All right, all right. Yeah, that that. Oh man, I'm so bad at like. Well, don't rank all seven of them then. But tell, like, tell me, like, what what album's closest to your heart? What album sold the most? But eh. It wasn't this. This is the one that hit close to home. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll kind of tell a little. I'll, I'll just tell a little bit about all of them. Um, definitely, okay. like as far as like biggest uh, uh, for me, like monumental release, it has to be Oh God, the Aftermath because with Norma Jean, that was my first record. Sure, that's your um, first and, thumbtack in the map. With that, with that record, um, you know, coming in, I, I kind of felt like I had something to prove. You know, like I really want to be in this band. I really want to. Sh- you know, kind of like show these guys what I got, you know, mm-hmm. so I came to the table with a bunch of songs and I ended up writing um, a good 85% of that record, guitars, full songs, everything. Um, that's kind of what that, Oh God, the, Oh God, the aftermath is, it's a mix of my songs mixed with their ideas and, mm-hmm. um, and, and some songs that they already had and just like throwing it all together. And it was just so fun to like be in a room with my friends and, and, and write, you know, just 
a bunch of songs and that ended up being our biggest selling record i think even to this day like <coughs> still our um most successful selling record is it yeah i thought the one i'm getting them confused now but what's the one that has all the two titles mashed together into one word that's oh god the aftermath oh okay all right i was gonna say no no i think it's that one but it's the same yeah Yeah, so i'm gonna edit that out so i don't sound like a dick so uh that's like you know kind (laughs) of really um when the band kind of exploded um too like right in the middle of uh of bless the martyr and and releasing oh god the aftermath and then just kind of like catapult after that right record so that to me i i have to I, I mean i can't say that's like number one or anything i don't think that at all like i i think um the the con to me on that record is is the kind of the production value it's i, I think that we've definitely uh gotten much better at that as time goes by. sure but, sure sure um, if you listen to the records you can hear them in order kind of better the production yeah. gets better and yeah. honestly we just get better at our instruments and what we do like sure but also <laughs> like the most the most influential albums that we all grew up on listening to they were nobody never once did i hear something that i loved and went yeah, yeah but it's not recorded as good as yeah that. you know what i mean I, exactly yeah who, i don't care and it, it, it it's just kind of like one of those things like you know just kind of telling about the record like i think that to me is um as far as like joining norma jean and that that was really cool to to put that record out and see it for the first time. I remember, I just remember you know doing those tours and them just you know, it was just a really good time you know, mm-hmm. to finally be in a band full time, which is something that I'd always wanted. And I was twenty seven at the time. Yeah, wow. So to me, to me, late to the game, you know, in a way, like sure. I had been trying to be in full time band since I was you know sixteen right. years old. <laughs> That's all I ever wanted to do. So. It was huge for me. Um, after that, we did Redeemer. I think Redeemer is—I I don't want to say my favorite record, but for a long time, even after we released um, another record, that one was still my favorite. Okay. So, like, we after that we did the Anti Mother. I still liked Redeemer more. Like that okay. was to me, and we we continue uh, to play a very heavy Redeemer set to this day like we that it's just a fun record it's really really super energetic um and it's just a that we got to record with ross robinson on that one so uh, i i would almost if i had to like put a you know in top you know or uh what's the word uh rank them yeah at some point i would have put that one at number one even though anti-mother was released anti-mother was a was a dark record it, mm-hmm. Uh, it was a dark time in my life and it shows in the record and in the lyrics and um even the title is is about like basically what the anti-mother is storm regime versus the anti-mother is the name of the record mm-hmm. basically what that is, is i i kind of believe that we all have destructive qualities to us um but we also have like you know things that we want to do to take care of ourselves. uh you know I would call those like motherly qualities. Everyone has those kind of built in. Okay. On the other side of that, I think that we have things, you know, we, people, we, everyone does to destroy ourselves, you know, everybody has it. Nobody's, you know, safe from that. So it's like, that's like the anti-mother thing. And so that's kind of what that record deals with. So it's a very dark record and not a fun time at all. 
but the record really shows through it. Um, um, again, we did that with Ross Robinson as well. So yeah, well, well, weird time in our lives, but uh, in my life, but um, I think that record really shows uh, a meaner, uh, darker side to me and Norma Jean. So right. But after that, uh, Meridional, which uh, to this day, like I, I see Norma Jean um, renewed completely when Meridional came out. Okay. So, to me, almost in a way, Meridional, it can, we could have changed the name of the band and started over. That's kind of mm. how I see it. Like, um, we, you know, Meridional, such a, it's such a different record um, musically and everything that we did on that record. Um, was that when the heavy lineup changes started? Because I'm lost on the timeline at this point. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I'm not trying to get too much of a timeline or anything. But, yeah, that's when Chris Rains joined the band. Okay. Daniel had left. Um, he, uh, Chris Rains was on Anti-Mother as well. Um, right. Spitfire. Um, and, actually, you should talk to Chris Rains. He would be a, a good person to have on the show for sure. I absolutely would love to. Yeah. Yeah. I'll hit him up for you. Um, Thanks, man. Uh, you Putmans. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can definitely give you a few people for sure. Um, but yeah, like he uh, he joined the he joined the band and, and Meridional was really our first time with him, and um, you know, kind of exploring new new uh, you know avenues musically and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had really gotten a good chemistry together, and and wrote that record. So to me, that 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 record trumped everything that we had done before. Could that's, it be that that's when that Auntie Mother just just setting 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 theme aside? Yeah. Could it be that Auntie Mother was kind of like uh, major changes in the lineup, and you guys needed an album to find your sound? And then I entering so. in, entering yeah. into the next one was kind of like, okay, we got this. Now let's do yeah. this. Yeah, oh, real. definitely, you, got you it. just nailed it. Like ah. the the Anti Mother is a transitional record completely. Sure, and that um, doesn't and that doesn't that doesn't shit on Andy Mother at all. But no. that's a that's a transition. Like transitional is good because that that's a perfect way to describe it. Because I, I recommend that going that through something. <laughs> if you're a Norma, I, I recommend that if you're a Norma Jean fan, a newer one or an older one, and haven't listened to that record, that yeah. I, I recommend that Norma Jean fans go listen to it because it, it is interesting in that sense that we were trying new things that we didn't know how yeah. to do. And uh, a lot of that deals with like trying to find melody and find a place for it. And yeah. cause you know, we, we've always liked to in- include melody, but like, you know, we always wanted kind of an intensity behind that too. Yeah. And that's all the way back. You can find that all the way back in ESO too, because you guys were definitely, you guys were doing the whole uh, singer screamer thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before, it, what... before it became the flavor of the week, you know? Yeah, for sure. The, yeah. The, at, at the time when we were, when we were doing that, there was a couple of bands, um, most notably Hope's Fall um, was yeah. huge. Yep. Um, and I actually have a Hope's Fall tattoo, uh, people should know. <laughs> My oh. first tattoo ever is a band tattoo. <laughs> wow, that's legit. I have the, uh, I'll show it to you, it's the anchor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I still love it. It's, I, I back it 100%. That band rules. And um, we were good friends with those guys. And I wanted an anchor anyway. And that happened to be their logo or whatever. I have, so I like, have the hey. I have the tribal, the newer Living Sacrifice tribal with the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Dude, thing. really? I have that in the middle of my back. That is sick. You know, Jason designed that, right? I did not. He designed that. He drew that. And then they had it updated when they did like Reborn and stuff. Did Jason design it to be put on crooked by a drunk biker? 
Because if so, I nailed it. He did. He did excited for that. Awesome. As soon as I stood up, my wife, we're married now, but at the time we were dating, I was sitting in the chair. You know how when you sit in the chair, it's kind of slanted. So your ass goes here and your back goes here. Right. Well, he had me sit sideways on that. So I was kind of racked to one side. My shoulders were a little uneven. Uh He drew it on perfectly. Tattooed me for two hours. I thought, dude, I thought the guy was putting a hammer and chisel on my back. It hurt so bad. And Dang as soon man. as I stood up and straightened that my shoulders, sick. the tattoo went, and my and, and I saw my my now wife's reflection in the mirror. I saw her face go, oh, like oh no, <laughs> that's on you forever. And a joint is on my back, crooked forever. And my I, my new guy, I'm like, what? How do I cover that up? And he's like, do you want a bowling ball? I don't know what else to do with it. It's a solid. <laughs> he was like, it's solid black. It's scarred into your back. He goes, I can't cover that thing up. <laughs> so. I'm stuck with it. Yeah. Hey, I, I have a I have a cover up uh, all over here as well, so I I totally feel your pain. Yeah, totally yeah, yeah. That was my my first one out of the gate. I did one between <laughs> my shoulders, so I ruined all the real estate on my back, and the thing's crooked, dude. Ah, oh, that's I, insane. Yeah, awesome. You know, uh, tattoo removal it has come a long way, by the way, these days. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I'll just, <laughs> just get a bowling ball. You just get a bowling ball. Just get a huge, you want a bowling ball. Was that a real question? Did he I really think say that? He was being sarcastic. But he, he was <laughs> like, <laughs> if you, what a jerk. Wait, <laughs> hold on. Like, he, this guy tattoos you cr- terribly. And then no, 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 has, no, 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 no. The has the audacity. The current guy who does my my sleeves. Oh. Guy, I asked him to cover it up. And he was like, what do you want, a bowling ball? Like. You just have to put something black and round over this, dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you, know, you thought it was the guy I who screwed it up. Yeah, I was like, no. screw this guy, man. This guy dude, I wanted to turn around and punch him, but he was like this old, crusty, seven-foot-tall Harley Davidson guy. Dude, he would have yeah. killed me, you know? <laughs> Whatever. Oh, man. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, dude, uh, everybody that has, that has tattoos has one. Like, every single yeah. person, I think. Maybe not Justin Bieber. I don't know. <laughs> He's got to have something embarrassing. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. He, he was already a billionaire when he got all his tattoos. Like, I'm sure yeah. he has the most professional tattoo. Yeah, work. yeah, yeah. He didn't go to some biker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He didn't, he didn't get a <laughs> tattoo in a kitchen somewhere in Arkansas. You know? <laughs> exactly. A biker bar in Tamaqua. I seriously doubt it. Yeah, me uh, too. Maybe you should get Justin Bieber on the show and ask him. I asked him. He want. He has not returned my tweet. Oh yeah, believe it or not. Yeah, we'll have yeah. to get a uh, tweet, uh, mass tweeting going on to ask him. I don't think I want. I don't think I want to talk to him. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm, I have to pretend. Hey, do to you know his... anything about the old school punk rock days, right. Justin Bieber? That, it's bad enough. I'm talking to you, and I forgot. <laughs> I forgot which group of songs was "Oh God, The Aftermath." I thought it was the next one. How am I supposed to fake it through a Bieber? I, uh, yeah, I really love that one about your girlfriend. I don't know. Do <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that guy sucks. Uh, <laughs> what else you got? You want to plug anything? You want to tell uh, us? Uh, what, what, what do you want to talk about while we go out here? Um, you know, we were, uh, at this point we're Norma Jean is in another semi transitional phase. Here we go again. Yeah. Uh, honestly, like I, this new record is, is going to be very, very different, um, in a scary kind of way, but I, I think it's going to be, um, I think it's, you know, it's honestly, it's one of those kind of make or break kind of deals for, okay. for us. Like we, uh, we 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 really really want this record to do and be something different. 
not just from a musical aspect, but um, from a content wise perspective too. Like um, we're going to, I'm going to dig pretty deep um, lyrically and I, and not to say that I haven't already done that on a lot of records. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the coolest things about being in a band and being a lyric writer, being a songwriter is that, you know, we can take um, all these very, very personal things that I not, don't necessarily want to sit around and talk about, you know, in a group setting or with someone, mm-hmm. but we, we absolutely in Norma Jean have always put it on in the songs. It's a hundred percent. Like all of our dirt is out there. And okay. if you really were able to go and study the songs and find out what some of them were about, I think some people might be blown away a little bit. Okay. Uh, there, there's some very serious, uh, deep stuff. And I know on this record, we, we don't want to pull any punches. We're going to do the same thing. And, and, you know, again, one of my favorite things, um, you know, being in a band, being a songwriter and all that stuff is that, you know, we can write a song and literally my garage, detached garage in my backyard or a dungeon in Atlanta, mm-hmm. you know, or a basement somewhere and it's it's gonna go out there and and you know reach somebody that i might never meet you know and actually like have an impact on their life um you know maybe in a maybe in sometimes a very big way yeah that's that's so amazing you know that you can't there's not very many people that get that opportunity to do that and so for us we take it very very seriously and you know it isn't a joke you know, like Spadoinkle mode, <laughs> you know, but that, like I said, like that song is going to turn into something that means something to someone. And, and hopefully, you know, um, like I said, I did release a little bit of a teaser on my Twitter. I, I said that um, some of these songs would deal with uh, being in an abu- abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of something like, um, I, I think part of what this record will do is where on past records, you know, might be a serious subject, but it's kind of covered up cryptically and not something that, you know, I talk about a lot. Gotcha. On this record, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm changing that. I want to say what these songs are about and I want people to know what the lyrics mean. So that's okay. going to be something that, that I, I really want to dive into. And that's kind of a new thing, uh, I guess you could say for me anyway, that's not something that I, I've been known to do. I don't, I don't get on stage and go, this song's about this, you know, I've never <laughs> been that kind of guy. Right. To me, it's just like, I, you know, if you want to know what the song is about, read the lyrics or, you know, like just listen come, to this. Come song. talk to us. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or yeah, come ask me if you want to. Um, so that's something cool. Um, you know, I, I, I was actually in an abusive relationship. And it's kind of weird to, to think of that a man in an abusive relationship with a woman, but I was. Yeah. And, uh, and I think just as, you know, people don't realize that, you know, uh, oh, you know, even a woman in an abuse relationship might not even know she's in one or, or, you know, has trouble leaving those kind of relationships. It's a very serious, um, hard to talk about subject, but yeah, that's kind of, uh, something that I want to change in this band. So, but I'm put, I'm starting that on your show. Like that's the first time I've ever gone that much into Thank into uh, uh, the depths of, of what we're going to be doing and I really hope that that people dig it and and uh, get something out of it whether whether it, whether you can relate to that kind of stuff or not um, if anything the music's going to be rad <laughs> the whole the whole point of it would be yeah you want Norma Jean to be successful yes you want to sell records you want to keep paying the mortgage and that kind of thing 
But sure. the reward will be someday, some dude, some lady is going to walk up to you and say, that song, blah, whatever the title is going to be. Yeah. Hopefully it's not Spindle Mode. <laughs> that song is what inspired me to get away. That made me, like those lyrics hit me like a brick and made me go, wow, that's me. Corey's yeah. singing about me. I'm the abused one. I didn't realize that either. Oh my God, I got to get out. And yeah. wouldn't it be like when it, you know, when, when, it, when it comes to deathbed stuff, isn't that more important, really? You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. you, you put a piece of art out there that made somebody alter the direction of their life and help them, you know? And that's, sure. that's, I, that's, that's amazing. To me, <laughs> that, that it has to be uh, an important thing to, to people in my position. And we're not a huge band either, you know, by any means. There's a, there's a lot of younger bands out there that are way bigger than us, mm-hmm. and they're just singing about bullshit i mean nothing it's just it's you know what i mean it's it's yep yeah it's nothing you're you're just talking yep. um and and to me to me it's more important and it, it and i can still make a fun song you know uh uh you know a good song that's going to be fun live and we're going to have a blast too and people are going to get to stage dive too and sing along to whether you whether you agree with the lyrics or not you know it's like fun to do that that is important to us but on the other side of that, like, I want it to mean something. And, and you know, uh, one of the things that I always tell people, you know, I, I was a single parent for um, about 10 years. And I still pursued my dream to be, you know, uh, in a band full time. And a boy. Yeah, you know, I, I'm the poster child for, yes, you can have kids. You can be a single parent, too. Yeah. And still pursue your, your, your loves in life. And, and, you, and everyone actually, ab- absolutely should in some way or another, you know, everyone deserves to be happy. And I think that all of those things, you know, are, are things that I want to put out there for people. Cause I, you know, I can't sing about things I don't know about. Right. Yeah. I, I true. can only, I can only sing about what I do know about. And I think that that doesn't set us apart from any of our peers. You know, people always say like, Oh, you guys are a Christian band. I'm like, um, you know, technically, not really like I am a Christian for sure. 100%. But we, we sing about what we believe in or what we right. know about just like every other band, mm-hmm. you know, every band sings about what they know or what, you know, what they believe in or, or, you know, for the most part. So, right. 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 Um, we're, we're no different from, from anyone else. And, and, you know, it's something that, again, That's, it's been, the age, it's been the age old question with that whole Christian band or Christian, yeah. Christians in a band. Or it's yeah. like, Oh God, just in, it's ours. To me, Shut up. Like to me, when's, the time, when's the last time you walked past a painting and went, well, I'm not sure if the guy who painted that was a Christian or not. So yeah, exactly. I, I have to look at it differently. Now. Shut up, you idiot. Like you, you yeah. just walk past something beautiful because the dude didn't read the same Bible verses you. Not I that, love you know? I love that you use that analogy because I use that analogy. I'm a genius, time. Corey. You That's should, really you awesome. Let me get going. You're sick, dude. Uh, no, I, uh, something I always say to people, you know, a sound, a sound can't have a belief. It's a sound. A music, if I clap my hands, right. you can't. You can't right. tell me if it's Christian or not or evil or good. It's like, it's a sound. Um, and it's just like, uh, it, if it, I think of it as uh, art as in, if I look at a painting and you look at the same painting, you're going to see something different than I right. am. Right. You know, it, right. You're going to interpret it differently. It's meant to be interpreted differently by everyone. So no, we're not all going to interpret the songs the same way either. So I can't even put a label on any of it at all. Right. There's no way to do it. It's that all o- that mean, always reminds me when I tell people, <clears throat> when I tell people I went to a Christian school and they're like, Oh my, well, like, what, like, did you guys, do you guys have math? 
And I'm like, <laughs> yes, like, like a like, math? like a theorem. A yeah, theorem. we had Christian math. <laughs> a theorem in geometry is the same in your school as it is in mine. We just, you know, I had like a, an extra Bible class and then, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And it's funny how people think like, oh, Christian music, it's totally different. Like I know Mark Solomon talks about this on his all the time where it's like in the secular world back in the day, it's punk, rock, metal, country, alternative christian and all yeah, the different what? all the different flavors of ice cream we have just goes in one bucket and the crucified yeah, album is the crucified album is between amy grant and sandy patty and it's like <laughs> what the hell is going on what's wrong with you people that's it, ridiculous it is ridiculous that's fun I, I, I yeah that's a very interesting thing about it and and i think it's something that we've kind of struggled with throughout but we i think norma jean was lucky enough to kind of be able to break out of that really super early yeah you guys yeah, you we guys did it we right kinda, put your cards right yeah we um and and it wasn't you know for the lack of uh we you know definitely are christians in this band for sure still to this day and uh not, you know what it happened for me i can't, I can't the thing i want to say is i can't speak for everyone in my band like right. we all everyone's different you know if i'm gonna believe in god then i believe in creation every blade of grass out outside of my yard is different how is it that he's going to make all of us the same? Right. How, we're not going to think the same. We're not all going to believe the same things. Of course I not. can't say we're a Christian band and we fall under this, like you said, you know, right, bucket. Right, right. <laughs> the, Christian, the Christian bucket. We're in the Christian bucket, guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> we're right there with all the other Christian music that your parents <laughs> listen to. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's me. I, honestly, you know, I wanted to be a musician first. And that's the truth. I wanted yep. to be a musician before I wanted to be a Christian. That was something that came very much later in my life. I thought, so. I think the genius of Norma Jean, and I don't mean this to sound as ass kissy as it's about to, but <laughs> I think one of the cleverest things I've ever seen, your video for, I think it's called, if you had it at five, you got it at 50. The if one where you, you guys, it, if you got it at five, you got it at 50. Yeah. You guys are all chugging milk. And, yeah. and and beer funneling milk and vomiting milk. And it, the whole thing was so funny to me because it was like, it totally reminded me of like um, youth group where it was like, you know, we're going to do everything that all that, that the other teenagers are doing, and, yeah. you, know, we're, you know, but, but we're going to do it the safe way and everything. And your, your yeah. entire video just had that almost backhanded sarcastic like yeah, yeah we're gonna party but we're not we're still okay you know it was I mean? a rager that it, it okay first of all just we'll talk about that video first of all okay. if you got it at five you got it at 50 is a mock title that stuck that was the mock title on the board if you got it at five you got it at 50 okay and it comes from being on tour and pulling a trailer and you're doing those weird turns in the parking lot where you're like looking over your hood to see if you're gonna hit this car yeah, you know, like you're going real slow so you don't like bump your bumper to theirs. Yep, yep, yep. And, and you'll always hear someone in the back of our van go, "If you got it at five, you got it at 50. <laughs> it just means it, you could floor it right it means, now. It means hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it more means like if 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 you're gonna if you're gonna miss this car at five miles an hour, you're still gonna miss it at. 50 miles an hour so floor it like, got it got yeah. it got it that's but awesome. yeah hurry but also yeah hurry up yeah um and so uh it, we, it stuck with the song we just we just called it that because kind of it was just fitting for the song and okay uh that that video was a real rager like we just posted on facebook who wants to come to our music video we shot this in my mom's backyard by the way um 
our our original drummer Daniel produced the video. He, he oh, so much milk in her pool. Ugh. Uh, oh man, they were kind of bummed about that. I had to go oh, up and clean it up the next day. It smelled so bad, dude. <laughs> like uh, it, it was it was it was more smelly than if we had beer. Well, that's actually kind of another thing. We did have beer. Um, okay, it, it was a real party, and then oh, podcast over. I don't want to hear this. And and uh, and we just. <laughs> And in between, when it was time to do a take, it was like, okay, hide the beer cans and then get the milk. <laughs> so we were actually like behind all of our cabs and everywhere on the set. You might be able to find a beer in there somewhere if you like pause it on the right place or something. Right. But right. Uh, that that was what that that music video was. Is um, and there were some obvious scenes. Throwing a milk party. There's some obvious scenes where the dude turns his head to the side and you can tell that you fed a hose up behind him. Oh, yeah. Him. But and we were, wanted that to look so fake. But there were also <laughs> some scenes where I know for a fact that dude was not faking it. At the at the end, at oh. the end of the video, when, when the day was done, we we're like, okay, who wants to do it for real? And uh, we had like four volunteers uh, jump in and and do the gallon challenge, basically. Oh. And it was we had we had like a kiddie pool, and when they just threw up into those, so gross. Oh, dude, <laughs> definitely. 100% real, so a lot of it. So Yeah. Oh. Little fake, little, little. I did not do it. I didn't drink any of that milk at all. I faked it the whole time. Did you? Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't swallow any of that. That was gross too much. <laughs> but the, the next day, oddly enough, I did crave milk. I wasn't sick of it. I was like, man, for some reason, I really want that now. Even after so. skimming <laughs> chunks out of your mom's pool, you still wanted milk? That's weird. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was a fun day and definitely a fun video to make. Sure. Corey, thank you so much for your time. This has been a blast. This has yeah, been a blast. it's so fun, man. Thanks for having me. I really you, appreciate uh, it. Putman brothers, are, you uh, you colorblind Putman brothers are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Corey's colorblind, by the way. I was I was thinking about a way to ask him about that. I didn't know how to work it in there, so I'll just jab it at the end. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Matt, Matt always brings totally. it up too. I'm gonna oh, have yeah. to talk. I'm gonna have to talk to your other two brothers too, whether they're in music or not, just because you, you guys should. have always been so nice to me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, Corey, thanks for your time. Thanks for uh, Thank you, man. thanks for dumping some cool stories on the on us, and uh, thanks for answering Seth's question. Say hi to Seth for me. Hey, Seth. There you go. <laughs> and um, man, we'll uh, I'll be in touch. Let's talk about uh, let's email back and forth about some of the songs that we'll play and what I have permission to and all that kind of stuff. We'll handle cool, yeah. all that later. I'll go upstairs and have something to eat. Cool, man. All right, my man. All right. See you, brother. Take care. You too. Bye.
We love you. Take care. Bye-bye.